just want to make this point because the mainstream media and the mainstream media hates Trump. Okay. Uh, so the mainstream media is uh, is going with um, anybody they can find that says pulling troops out of Syria is a disaster. Um, uh, that would seem to be the majority of opinion, but that's not everybody's opinion. Um, there are some uh, non-interventionist Iran Paul types, your Cato Institute, me, uh, who are fine with this decision. So it's not universal. Right. You know what appears to be universal, though, Jack? And I'm looking at all sorts of different news sites, all my favorites from left, right, and center. It's difficult to find anybody who even hints at, we'll be better off without Mattis in the role. I mean, I think we got one email from a guy who hates him. Um, but nobody is celebrating this. Uh, no, it's hard to imagine why how, how this would be better, other than... I don't see how you can be Secretary of Defense if you completely disagree with this idea, and I don't know why you'd want a Secretary of Defense to, you know, that you trust to enact your proposals if they completely disagree. So I, I don't know what what was going to happen, right? Yeah. Or what could yeah. have happened unless Trump changed his mind, and he and he didn't. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a big deal, here. don't you think? It's going to be a big deal who he picks for SecDef Chief of Staff. You know, DC gets excited about that. Nobody cares who the Chief of Staff is. People, people care who the Secretary of Defense is. I think. If you follow the news at all, well, I would agree. I think it's a big decision. I have no idea who he's going to go with, and and frankly, given uh, given the president's unique approach to decision making and uh, policy making. Um, it's it's going to be unique individuals comfortable with that relationship. Now, there are aspects of the president's unconventionality that I think are fabulous. I think they're great. I think they've been bitterly needed for 50 years. Uh, there are aspects of his unconventional uh, operations that I think maybe uh, I'd love to see him adjust a little bit. Um, but you know what? It's, there are it's multi- going to be a heck of an interesting ride, I promise you that. There are multiple news outlets that say no Secretary of Defense has ever resigned over policy. I don't know that that's true, but uh, more than one news outlet is repeating that. Uh, and his letter, uh, 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 people also say it's the first time anybody's left this sort of position, um, a national security team's uh, position, and not said it was a pleasure to work here and an honor and all that sort of stuff, because he did not include that in his letter. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's true either, that that's the only time that's happened. But Wow. Is the old man got a book in him, General Mattis? Depends on how strongly he feels about this, and he seems to feel pretty strongly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he had to be weighing in his mind what is best for the country. Me staying here, continuing to argue my point of view, going along with his decision best I can, or getting out. And he went with getting out. Which is a strong gesture from a military man. Sure. A career military man. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. I heard a a clip from Mattis a long time ago. Was it before he was named? I don't remember before Trump asked him or whatever, but he said, um, if, if, if the President of the United States asks you to do something, you, you just say yes. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, if they ask you to serve, you just say yes. But he so strongly disagrees with the Syria policy, he just couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah, that's notable. Uh, speaking of things that General Mattis has said, have we found uh, my favorite General Mattis quote yet? Yeah. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. There you go. <sighs> huh? I, got a, I got, you know, when... Uh, Chris Matthews had a thrill running up his leg because Barry Obama was so cute. Well, I got one running up my leg right now because General Mattis is a man. But where this ends, nobody knows. I've got to admit, uh, this this one makes me a little uncomfortable. What if there were? I don't know what's next. What if there were a major foreign policy challenge today? 
9-11 style, holy crap, what do we do now today? That'd be a problem, wouldn't it? Yes, I suspect uh, rather strongly that General Mattis, out of uh, patriotism, love of country, and, and sense of duty, would stay on as long as it was necessary. Sure. Um, he would not stick to that date. But, yeah, that would that would be uncool. And I certainly hope that uh, Xi Jinping and <clears throat> Vlad Putin and whoever's running uh, you know, the terrorist organizations these days, I'm hoping they don't uh, sense that the iron is hot and strike. And one more thing on this, because we're supposed to be having fun today. But, you know, it's a fairly big news day. Um, uh, Trump ran on this. He, he said he said it for years. Oh, yeah. And and this was his thing. And, and a lot of his crowd likes it. And I'm, I'm, I'm for getting out of there. I don't think we're accomplishing anything. So we'll see where this is. And as Mike Lyons, our military strategist, pointed out, the foreign policy crew likes status quo. Trying to go against that, you were really breaking some eggs. If you try to do different than what the D.C. official foreign policy crew wants. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. Right. Now, there's a permanent government in the State Department, the Defense Department. They're huge, permanent. There are hundreds of thousands of people who have their own ideas. They are not, you know, mindless is the wrong term. They are not obedient. They are not uh, really loyal to the chain of command. They have their own ideas, and they're rather stubborn in defending them. So even if the president were to make what is clearly the right move, but it it flew in the face of the status quo, that would get a lot of resistance. I feel very differently about the Afghanistan thing than I do the Syria thing. Um, But in both cases, we'll just have to see. It's going to be a nightmare in Syria no matter what we do. uh, this is going to be an experiment. I have a number of concerns about it. Israel, the Kurds, um, you know, the ascendant Iran and, and Russia. I just don't know. We'll I'm wearing see. I'm wearing flashing Christmas lights around my neck. They're quite distracting. Yeah, yeah and it actually is giving me a little bit of a seizure. <laughs> you let us down the road of, uh, of uh, gut-churning uh, navel-gazing. Here's a promise uh, I'm making to Santa. Yes, Santa, I promise you right now, I'm not going to talk about anything else serious for the rest of the show. There you go. Don't you that dare lie to Santa. <laughs> Don't it's lie to Santa. Santa, if he goes back on that, the naughty list isn't enough. I want you to punch him right in the face. By the way, I got an important question for uh, parents coming up about Santa and Christmas. So oh, stay that reminds me. I got a text uh, Delaney, Little D and I, uh, we, Operation Happy Ho Ho Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Is in effect, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, this has been true in our household pretty much since Caitlin was born. Uh, I, you know, I am, I am very much a traditional dad in a lot of ways. Uh, I have been a grown up. I have been what I think was a pretty decent father. But uh, when it comes to hijinks, there's only one adult in this house, and it ain't me. I am so down with hijinks. <laughs> you have some and, Christmas hijinks? And little D, little, little D and I have an idea. Judy's listening, so I got to be cool. But, uh, okay, cool. We have a plan we're going to implement. i got to move forward on that. But right now, we haven't done any coy this That's right. segment yet. Here we go. We? Yeah, let's do it now. It's a fun look back at the year that was. It's coy clips of the year. When did you tell your kids there was no Santa Claus? Every oh. day. Every. Oh, I played that one. Apologies. Idiot. Sounds familiar. Santa punch him, too. Santa's a... He punches people? I'm going to start at an 11. <laughs> I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Now, I don't happen to think a professional politician, because I think we're in a new age. I don't think a professional politician is going to be there at the end of the day. I've always said it's going to be someone like Oprah or an Avenetti or somebody that's more media savvy. 
but one way to tell that someone is not the real Bruce Springsteen is that he asked to borrow $11,000. You ought to put down the bong. This is a freak show, an intergalactic freak show. I'm not a drinker. I've never had alcohol. I've just, you know, for whatever reason. Can you imagine if I had what a mess I'd be? Let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? (laughs) You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. When they go low, we kick them. Would you build a trap door that if you mess up and you accidentally something happens, you fall and you end up next to the Unabomber? I think the biggest problem in America right now is loneliness. Uh, And the good news is it's fixable, but it requires friendship. The president likes to call my mom a liar. What do the facts say? But she's less than one-tenth of one percent. I think I can beat her. If you want to find a murderer, yeah, get his mugshot on the news. But if you want to stop people from putting googly eyes on statues, don't show them how funny it is. Sometimes the enemy of your enemy is just a jackass. DNA and me showed I was 8% Navajo. Nobody's making fun of me now or my people who are victims. But I don't think policy differences mean that people I differ with on a given policy, I have to regard as evil and therefore not as a part of a shared America. Look at Nancy Pelosi right here. Look at this piece of shit right here. To me, he's not Lion Ted anymore. He's beautiful Ted. He's Texas. I call him Texas Ted. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. We even cast beautiful celebrities by ugly people in movies. And then we praise them and give them Oscars and tell them they're being brave. That's not brave! Paid for by the Positive Sean Super PAC. <laughs> awesome. Uh, more clips of the year on the way. I've got a Christmas question about Santa. Uh, maybe Joe and Hanson, the two parents in the room, can weigh in. Also, a couple of famous quotes from Mad Dog Mattis as he announced his resignation as Secretary of Defense yesterday. He's got a lot of popular quotes. He's a bit of a quote machine, that Mad Dog Mattis. Oh, I do enjoy a juicy quote. Plus, we have eight more of the most mortifying media moments of 2018, and there were plenty. Good stuff all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Andy Williams? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. This is Frank. Now, your kids have to know this song. Like, this is one of the songs they know, right? The Christmas songs? No? No. They don't know this one? They don't know the words to this one either? I would think my kids have probably never heard this one. Oh, my God. Got to get some churching on those boys. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you guys get that uh, uh, Christmas song I sent you? Oh, yeah. I will bring that up. Yeah, yeah, bring that up. That's some good stuff. But uh, that's a beautiful hymn. Beautiful. Quick, Love it. That's a religious song right there? Uh, yes. It's got Game some Jesus in it. Clear. Okay. Yep. 
Um, uh, question for the two dads on the He's staff. He's on the earth, goodwill to men. How mandatory is sitting on Santa's 